Broadcasting from Littlehampton, UK. This is the Man Up Podcast. Loading in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Man Up Podcast. <laughs> Season 2, Episode 2. Here we are. That sounded a bit authoritarian, didn't it? You're very, a little bit bossy, almost like Peter Dixon from The X Factor. Yeah, whoever he is. Yes, there's a voiceover man. Oh, is he there? Yes, it's time to face the music with a big time, voice. Time to face the music. Here at the yes, yeah, that's what very I, good. I like it, Tony. You've got an air of authority about you. You know it, mate. You know it. So on this one, yeah, we were uh, well part of the Manic Podcast. We want to, you know, it's chat, it's banter, it's men's stuff. Men's time for for men to you know have a listen, have a chat, feedback. It's rooted in we sorted men's magazine, but we also want to kind of share a few. Thoughts tips. and tips and best practices. So, what one of the things I thought about this time was mm. was just the idea of like um, a daily routine. I've just read a book right, called Daily Routines, and it basically looked at various different creatives, artists, and scientists, and uh, you know, leaders from different areas of, of you know, history, and it just looked at like what they did as a practice every day. And most of the time, particularly people that did were in the sort of artistic world. That level of chaos, to be able to sort mm. of create that level of chaos, you, they almost needed a framework within which, like almost a routine, almost planned out schedule. And within that kind of schedule, then they could be more kind of spontaneous and, 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 and zany, you know, and creative. And I've noticed, and I've stayed with you, Steve, you've got quite a detailed daily schedule. I love routine. I love it. I love getting up early. Yeah. Well, I don't always like getting up early, but there's something about 6.30 in the morning. 6.30? And, and I presume is that part of that that nobody else is up? No, the kids <laughs> start getting up. Oh, do they? Nightmare. Yeah. Nightmare. So it's one of these things, I'm so into the routine, if I have a day off, I've almost got to take an antihistamine. No. To stay, to <laughs> a bit of night nurse at yes. 6 in the morning. <laughs> to, to knock no, off for a few hours. That's the night before. And you, you wake up at 6.30, but it makes you a bit drowsy. And you go back to sleep, so I recommend them very highly. An antihistamine, antihistamine yeah. But what? Even if for hay you, fever or something. Even if you're not, you don't suffer from hay fever. No, exactly. Have a has- antihistamine. And the really strange thing, it says non-drowsy on it. You're kidding it me. Does make you drowsy. So when essentially, you wake up. you're saying best way to steal sleeping sleep is drugs. Yes. Essentially, <laughs> just just you know, whatever you can get your hand on, yeah. even if it's nothing to do with any condition you have, just exactly. just get snorted up yes. your nostril. Exactly. Go for it. Great, you heard it here first. <laughs> no, would you believe an antihistamine? So it kind of breaks the cycle. But, so yeah, I'm so into this routine. So six thirty, shower, check my emails, get up, bit of breaky, into the dishwasher. Uh, people that I've read about in uh, you know, and there's a daily routines blog. One of the things that um, they're saying is not to check your emails too early, but you're you're boom, you're oh, straight in there. I get Bang. so many. It's your first thing you do. You, first, first thing you do. You have your shower and then you're Twitter, on your emails. The lot, yeah. Because is there not something to be said for, like, getting your head together before you enter your emails? Because one of the things about emails, I'm not, I'm not trying to run roughshod across your schedule, mate, <laughs> but one thing about e- emails is that you're often responding to somebody else's schedule there. You know what I mean? They're like, because often well, uh, within an email is... We've spoken about phone calls before. You see, you know I hate speaking on the phone. He does. He, he keeps it brief, our Steve, Steve Lake. I don't like people ringing me, because... <laughs> Uh, I understand what you're saying, but with an email, you choose when to respond. When a phone call, you're saying, speak to me now. Yeah, you're saying yeah. to me, 
stop what you're doing, stop the podcast, stop looking at your phone, yeah. stop stop having a coffee. Yeah. I want to speak to you. I, and I think that's incredibly rude. Oh no, that's an if interesting. If I went one, on yeah. room one oh one, phone calls would go in there. Well, phone calls. Yeah, actual... I don't want people phoning me. Now that's an interesting one because I you know me, Vino you love is to chat. utterly interruptible. That's one of the things yes. I, I and when when my phone goes, I love it. Any excuse to drop whatever I'm doing <laughs> and have a massive conversation. Really? Yes, love it. It slows mate. you up. It does you're absolutely right. It does it does slow you up. It does kind of um particularly if you're trying to concentrate on something a phone call can move you away which is another thing that in this daily routine is that a lot of the people that um, particularly writers that want to get stuff done go into that sort of deep work often that they'll shut off from mm. um, mobile communication there's one guy I can't remember which um, uh, writer it is but he, he puts his um, I think it's Stephen Pressfield uh, puts his phone in a, a safe and then goes away on, on a retreat, you know, basically writes for a couple of weeks, and then when he gets back, he, he, get, he gets out of the safe. He can't actually access it. Oh. You know, dur- when he's out on retreat, he's, he get, his wife puts it in a safe during the hours that he's meant to be working, and then, you know, at the end of the day, he can get his phone back. So from your research, generally artistic people, would they start later in the day, which people well, would assume, wouldn't they? you I mean, would have assumed, but interesting, no, not necessarily. It's um, it's not necessarily when they start, it's just that they usually have quite a set uh, routine. So, for instance, John Milton, who wrote, yeah. uh, wrote Paradise Lost, Lost, he was blind for the last 15 or 20 years of his life. So when he wrote Paradise Lost and other seminal works, he, he wasn't writing it. He had to dictate it to an aide. He was up at 4am, and from 4am to 7am, he would... Um, construct what he was going to say in his mind he'd meditate and he'd pray and then his aide would come at 7 o'clock and he'd say to and if he was ready he'd say to her I'm ready for milking and then she would he would dictate to her what he's, what he's writing and then that's how he wrote Paradise Lost wow. um, I think showbiz types would sleep in yes people that are doing uh, late nights and all that kind of stuff but, um, I mind them a great night um, went out with Cannon and Ball and the Grumbleweeds after a show Frank Carson, we were out the two in the morning. No way. How do they do this every night? I know, that's it, that kind of, the, the, yes, if you're entertaining at night. Um, There's something about the adrenaline. Yeah, being you don't want to go straight to no. bed, do you? It's very interesting, gig. I find, with, with the gigs that I do, even if I get in at quarter to two in the morning, I still need to unwind for an hour. Watch a bit of the telly, I can't go straight to bed. See, I, yes, I, I quite like it. I find the drive home has, has calmed me down. Oh, really? I've been on the train, I'm, I'm sort of calmed down and I'm ready to... Uh, I, I'm ready to fall asleep as soon as I get back. Because for me, the, the the sort of post midnight TV is just lethal because it's that time. It's like um, it's like a Bermuda Triangle of time. You know, you switch it on at twelve, and then it's two o'clock before you know it. So I just go. I don't even bother. I just go to sleep. So on your journey home, you often phone people, don't you? Uh, yeah, I've chatted people. We uh, have spoken, haven't we? We've tried to guess what this. was in the sandwiches. Yes, yes. We did a gig in the far northwest, was, and they uh, weren't very happy, were they? Was it? Was it? Um, <laughs> I, 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 what was it? Um, it was for that guy who was. No, it was. It was oh, was this one in the northeast? Yes. Yeah. You you went early. You went on first. She was another gig. Yes. And on the journey up, he was Facebooking us, saying, where are you, where are you? Yes. And we were obviously he was driving. Worried. He wasn't happy because he was, that's it, we were in the car and he thought we were going to be late, but we were like, we, we were getting there in time. And they were really bizarre sandwiches. They were like coleslaw sandwiches, weren't they? Yes, that's Do you remember? Yes. You were trying to guess what they were as you're driving home eating a sandwich. Because coleslaw is, you think, the stuff that is an accompaniment yeah. to like cheese or ham or something like that. 
It was it was it the main event. Like it was a coleslaw sandwich. <laughs> it was all uh, yeah. It was all garnishing. No no yes. no filling. <laughs> so um, you know people like uh, uh, P- um, Pablo Picasso and stuff mm. like that. Uh, another quite famous artist. They used to use a lot of um, like Valium and stuff like that. So they'd still get up early. And oh, they'd, they'd go out late at night, but they'd have Valium. Okay. You know. So for instance, Darwin. He would get up very early. Mm. He'd work from so he'd up maybe about six, but but he'd work from early morning. But he'd consider the working day ended at twelve o'clock. This is the guy that wrote Origin oh. of the Species. Wow! And he'd he'd clock off at twelve. It's pretty impressive. That, what do you do in the afternoon? Do we know? He would mince he, he, mince mince <laughs> yes mince ballet. No, he he'd, he'd read and he'd go out with his family. He'd, like, he'd have a quite a routine time with his family. Jung, Carl Jung yeah. is an interesting one. When he was in the city, he you know, he's like, he had quite a very busy schedule with all his patients, you know. So he'd never do writing when he was in the city. But when he wanted to do his writing, he'd go away and he went and he had this um um it was something like something called something like the Bergen Tower or something like that. He, he basically had this um retreat place that didn't have any uh, electricity it was all he just used like oil lamps mm. and um, uh, you know wood fire burners and he cooked you know and he almost kind of had a lifestyle of what it would have been if he was a, if he'd lived in the same place a hundred years earlier so it was very very rustic and he'd be completely on his own he'd cook himself his breakfast and then because there was no distractions he could then do all his writing wow. and so so that's one of the things I've heard is, is this idea of like stripping away all choice, uh, as many options and choices. So I've noticed when I stay with you, you've got quite a, an exacting morning routine, which is is definitely something that uh, helps productivity. Like my my wife, uh, when we stay at her parents' house, it always struck me as funny. They used to put they um, they put the breakfast stuff out the night before. Yeah. So bang, you, you, as soon as you're down. Bang! You're in. It's the breakfast table's there, saying, "Let's do this." My There's wife no... does it if the mother-in-law stays. Oh, really? Mm. See, there you go. See that, and, and I think, and I used to think that was a bit of an odd practice, but it it's it actually cuts down the amount of decision making you have to do in the morning, yeah, so you can think about the big yeah. stuff. Because with me, I'm like, so I was going to say, your kids... lifestyle, I would imagine, be would have been pretty haphazard but obviously now kids on the scene kids on the scene but it's still a bit haphazard because I'm like what it, unlike when they stay at the nanny's house it's you know the breakfast stuff's out and what's on the table is what you can eat we it's like even before school what do you want kids waffles pancakes let's have it <laughs> let's put a roast chicken on you know I just I just go with what the kids want so it's a bit more so it's, it's carnage but once they're at school then, then, then that's when I start my kind of daily Meditative so your practice, routine would be so I I so when kids are around, deal with them, get them to school, uh, and then I have a time of meditation, twenty minutes, a journal, a pray, read a bit of the Bible, and I've got this, um, and I and I either do a longhand journal or but but every day as well, I've got a thing called the five minute journal now. It's not very good for a, for a podcast, but <laughs> I've got it right here, Steve. Oh. So it asks. Um, it literally only takes a couple of minutes, and what you do in the day, uh, it asks you three questions. I'm reading it here. It goes, oh, I'm um, that. Yeah, it goes, it's I am printed out and everything. It's, it's all printed out. It's not a notepad from Smith's. No, you, it's, got, it's got the, the, the questions pre printed. So it says, you write the date, and then it says, I am grateful for, and you set three things that you're grateful for, yeah. which is great because it, it sets you up with the right attitude for yeah. the day because 
it's an attitude of gratitude. Then you move on to what will make today great. So a bit of aspiration. That's a bit of pressure when it says great. I, I would like prefer if you just said what will make today better. Okay. And then a daily affirmation. And then at the end of the night, you, ta- you, you write down, it says three amazing things that happened today. And then it says, uh, how could I have made today even better? And it's just a way of kind of being so the conscious. Same questions every day. Same questions every day. And, it, and you just track it throughout the year. It's also you can get it as an app on your phone. The, the five the the five minute daily journal. So I do that, but I also do a longhand journal. Write down my dreams, my thoughts, prayers, and then once I've done that, bang, I get into it. And uh, and it's actually it's not just a daily routine; it's kind of a weekly routine. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm usually dealing with like admin. I run a lot of comedy gigs, sort out my diary, sort out the invoicing, all that kind of stuff. Uh, sort out where I'm at, book acts for you know shows that I'm doing and doing with them. Then Thursday, Friday, I do more creative stuff. I'm writing, and I'm often on the road Thursday, Friday. I'm off, so I might meet with a comedian and do some writing together, work on a writing project, and then I'm on the road, and then weekend I'm wherever I am at the comedy clubs. Yeah, so that kind of... So, but take us through yours. What have you found from yours that has been... So you, straight onto the emails, you're done by yeah. 9 o'clock. Would you, yeah. do you, and do you try and make that a bit of a deadline? What if you're not done by 9 o'clock? Just carry on. So, so the, the emails are coming through anyway. I like to be all up straight. I find a great satisfaction with my accounts. I've got my charity. I've got a couple of businesses, including Sorted. Right. So to have everything reconciled to the penny. Ah, so you do. So you actually do your finances in the yeah. morning as well. So you sort yeah. out every day. Sort out your finances. So, for so probably people. by nine a.m. everything is up straight. All your emails face uh, today. And, and are your emails? Uh, do emails you tr- then trickle through throughout the day. Do you try and have a completely clear inbox? I try to, but it literally lasts for a few seconds. That's crazy, isn't it? You get hundreds of emails every day. Yeah, I mean, with a magazine, I probably get 20 or 30 PRs every day saying, do you want to come on this trip? This new product's out. Can we send you some shoes, for example? You're kidding me. Um, so you're having to kind of bounce that back, see, work with that. My goodness, right. But, but amongst that, then I, try, then I walk the dog every day. So you've got a lovely dog, and in 2017, you know... I try to do 10k every day with the dog, so I do sort of 14, 15 minute miles, so I can do. Poor dog. Does the dog ever go? Come on, Steve. Let let up. She didn't want to come out today. (laughs) It's wet and horrible. You go on your own, mate. Go on. I live little under by the seaside. So it's lovely. Walk along the ocean every day. So would you? That takes me an hour and a half. So I'm back by 12, and then crack on. So so you've you've set have a sandwich. You've set off at half 10, and you're back at 12. Yeah. Wow, and then you have a sandwich. Sandwich in front of the computer, so I'm not stopping again for lunch. So I used to be a member of a local gym. Once I got the dog, I thought, I haven't got two or three hours every day Yeah. for myself. I've got to do one or the other. Oh, my goodness. So, so you sacrificed the gym for the dog. For the dog and walking. Bless you. You should, you should maybe pick it up a few times, do a couple of curls with it then. You know, <laughs> keep, keep, keep up the toning. Um, wow, right. So, you, so you've done that. So you've shifted that. Because, again, I remember when I stayed here, it was very routine. and you, you, well, you Wednesday's have, badminton. Wednesday's you came badminton. along. I did. I, had a weird, I was there. Christmas do. Christmas buffet. Beautiful. All of us. Yeah, coronation chicken. Coronation Makes you proud chicken. to be British. Loved it. So, right. So then 12, then you crack on from 12. You're having your sandwiches. about four, yeah. And you just literally at your desk, twelve till four. Do you differentiate space or ta- like, like say if you're working on, like say you're working on your act and you're wanting to write some new stuff or work on a trick. Do you know what? I've always got my phone with me, as you know. Yeah. So even at four o'clock, well, I mean throughout the day, when the phone's on, it's like I can't not look at it. You, which is a, is bad, I know. 
Yes, I've noticed that. You, you say even if you're watching TV, you're still yes. answering emails on your phone away, and everything. Yeah. It's pinging away. You're and you're just like batting. It's stuff just otherwise. I wake up the following day and I've got 400 emails. Wow. So you basically you imagine what it's like having 10 days off on holiday. Oh my goodness! You just can't do it. Can There's you? just thousands, isn't there? Oh. So you don't do anything like a week off, week off emails or anything like that. I've just started this year turning my computer off on the Sunday. Good. So there's I no computer. Look at it at all and your Sunday. phone's off on a Sunday as well? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it means I wouldn't print anything off. I wouldn't go and physically deal with orders. I wouldn't print yeah. off FedEx labels or yeah. do changes. It's rubbish, I know. Yeah. But that was the, but that's the only day you don't do that. But you yeah. still... Would you answer an email on your phone on a oh, Sunday? yeah, probably. See, this is I it, man. Really, I? I, I, I'm a great believer, again, of just at least one day a week... It's basically that inexorable um, march forward of being totally plugged in, mm. and um, it, mean, it's, it's a declaration it's, saying, "Look, we yeah. doesn't have a, it doesn't have any hold over us." I you think know? if we had conventional jobs, it's just you would be like me. We would work many Sundays, wouldn't? We? Well, interest. I don't. Yeah, for me, so Sunday I usually, isn't my Sabbath normally. No, I have a different Sabbath. Yeah, I yeah. usually it depends where my gigs are, but it might be Sunday. But it's sometimes like this week it was Monday. I just so didn't. would you have the whole day off? Whole day off, and I don't and I don't look at any emails, and I don't. Maybe I need to do this. I just don't do emails. I just don't do because I actually think if there's a day, now you can do an autoresponder, which is like you know yeah. if you want to say. You know, I'm, I'm checking my emails, not checking them today, checking them tomorrow. Call me if you need me. But really, I think, like, particularly if it's on a Sunday, nobody needs an email. Like, nobody needs a response. And I, and I sort of think, I'm it's getting just one better day. at it. Yeah. You sort of, Wednesdays is kind of my day off because I do my is badminton. Or right. badminton, isn't it, Wednesday mornings? But then I'll come back and check stuff in the afternoon. So Wednesdays, yeah, I get up straight, badminton 9.30 to 11, take the dog out half an hour later. 11 to 12.30. That's terrible, isn't it? That's great. You know where I am, though, don't you? You People, if they want to get hold of you, yeah, and yeah. I, I do. I think, right, I won't ring him now. He's, uh, he's Never ring me. I don't like ringing. <laughs> I don't like people ringing me. I'll email him now. I tried ringing you earlier, and I thought, what am I doing? Well, yeah, you're, you breaking, driving, your, yeah. you're breaking your own code here. Yeah. You I just... rarely ring people. <laughs> Sonic Man Up Podcast. These guys are great. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. However, not as good as America will be when I am done with it. The message of Jesus was uncompromisingly the message of love in action. Self-giving, not self-seeking, is the way beyond self-esteem to human discovery and transformation. Corporations run conferences on yoga, spirituality and inner life, but the message is mixed. The 90s and new millennium have been a time of self-centered spiritual quackery, but I still think Jackson Brown is right in singing... Spirituality and sensuality are confused. Magazines about body and soul are usually about materialistic selfishness, certainly not soul or spirit. There's a jungle of spiritualities out there. For me, the Jesus of the Gospels is as relevant as ever because he provides for me a truly love-centered path to life that nourishes body, soul and spirit. This is John Smith, concernaustralia.org.au. 
in the latest bumper edition of Sorted magazine. Big name exclusive interviews, Hollywood A-listers, TV adventurer Bear Grylls, inspirational true life stories, adrenaline-fueled sports features, all this plus gadgets, entertainment, motoring, movies and technology, plus probably the greatest team of Christian writers ever assembled. Available now from High Street Retailers Nationwide or visit sortedmag.com. Sorted for men for life. Hi, this is Lieutenant Colombo, and you are listening to the Man Up Podcast. The most fun you can have without a cigar and a trench coat. All right, I think I've bothered you enough for today. I'll let you go on and listen. Oh, oh, and just one more thing. Enjoy the show. We've talked a bit about, like, daily routines and all that. What about for you, Steve, like, family routines or rituals? Do you have anything that you sort of build in place oh of course we do I mean I know you do I've been to you you know the answer curry Wednesdays (laughs) every Wednesday we have a curry that used to be paella Wednesdays oh my goodness but paella is narrowing down a country's cuisine to the nth degree yes and even I got sick of it it's just some of my girls Emmy my 18 year old loves paella but the others, I just got sick of it as well. <laughs> so I thought, you know, maybe Spanish Wednesdays, but I'm not an expert on Spanish cookery. Um, so I was sent a book uh, by the Spice Queen. Um, Brilliant. And it's amazing. Incredible recipes. The first time I've really looked at a cookery book yeah. and gone in great detail through it and yeah. thought, this is really achievable. That's lovely. So it's curry Wednesdays. Every Wednesday, different curry. And that kind of... That gets you all around the same table and gets you... Yeah. Do you does everyone we get always eat in the together cooking? anyway. No, no, no. Oh, no, don't be crazy. Just you, man. Just me. <laughs> I can't cook with my wife. She's too messy. <laughs> That's brilliant. It's a one-pot curry, and it's amazing. I really recommend the book. It's great. The kids love it. So every Wednesday, curry Wednesday. And so you... And, and as a family, you eat together yep. most days, yeah. Yeah, we try to, yeah. Try to. Um... That's it. Yeah, I like. It's nice giving something a, 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 a name as well because, like, for our kids, they're, they're seven and four now. Okay, so uh, it's Friday film night. Now I'm yeah. rarely there because I'm yeah. out gigging, but they, and it's, it's basically because they wanted to watch films lots during the week, and we were like, no, you can't. Yeah. Like, you cannot watch one film, you know. And so we have this Friday film. So they really appreciate it. They get to watch TV during the week, fine. But this so thing about popcorn and popcorn, popcorn and we go the full, the full whack, mate. Popcorn, chocolate. They can have what they want. They and it's a real indulgence. Do you have arguments over it. what movie they're going to watch? I suppose similar so sort of bit, age. Similar sort of age, yeah. And the, 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 my little lad kind of leads on it a little bit more, but we nothing too scary because she's only four, bless her. So um, we get them to, to, you know, take turns each week. Now, what they love is when they go to the nanny's house because there they watch more than one film. Like they just like they have a, like a, a movie ma- marathon. So she might choose a film, a little girl. Then the little lad chooses a film. Sometimes they've done a third film on a Friday, so uh, they go they go ballistic for Friday film night and nannies. I've 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 been sometimes where I've been to a gig, and then I've been staying at my mum's. So they go to bed about half seven normally. <laughs> I'm in from a gig at like eleven, quarter past eleven. I'm a little lad still up. She, my little girl, she didn't quite manage it. She's gone. But he's he's like you can see him like d- dropping off. And she's like, he's like, he's like, I can do it, Dad. He's like coming up to half eleven. We've yeah. tried it in our house. I live with five girls and my wife, so living with six women, you oh, can imagine mate. the choice of movie. <laughs> it's, oh, I'm it's seriously out of sleepless in Seattle or nothing, Miss mate. Congeniality. <laughs> I want to watch Die Hard three. 
<laughs> but I'll tell you what we While have you discovered. Yeah. We've discovered Modern Family. Have oh, you ever yeah. seen that? Yeah, the cartoon. No. Oh, no, no, that's thinking fa- You were thinking Family, family guy. guy, yeah. That's what I thought when they said about Modern Family. It is fabulous. You really? have to watch it. You can sit down with the kids and watch it. Oh, yes, no, I have seen it. It's where there's two families there's that's three, living together. Yeah, it's yeah. one big family, and but you, you've got a couple, dad who's married dad, a young girl older. from Colombia. Yeah, that's right, and yeah. you've yeah. got a gay couple. Yeah, no, I've seen it. You've got a girl from Vietnam and conventional family, dad trying to impress everyone. And yeah. It is sensational. Yeah, we love watching funny, that together. isn't it? Yeah. And I've introduced them to One Foot in the Grave. Oh, nice. Only Fools and Horses, which they love. Yeah. So oh. it is lovely sitting together watching these things and making the time. And it is important. With jobs like ours, when we're out on the road and, you know, maybe not around that much. Well, I think it's important for any, any family, isn't it? Yeah, creating tradition and routine when 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 there isn't even particularly if you've got a, a more of a sort of erratic lifestyle i even done it for say like christmas i was trying to think what about some traditions that we can create so this this christmas just gone i remember as a kid i've got two older brothers we'd we'd have christmas stockings right and uh, and the first thing that happened on a christmas morning would be there was the fireplace, there's the fruit bowl, and there was three stockings above the, the fireplace. And the first thing we'd do, me and brothers, we'd go to the stockings and then return the fruit to the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> and then you start so we started doing things like Christmas stockings in our house. And, um, yeah, so it's interesting, like, you're saying, like, you've, you've got a dog that's been a, a sort of centrepiece for kind of creating rhythm in your family. It was this year my wife said it'd be quite good to get my little boy a pet apparently it's good to teach a child about the cycle of life and death so um, we, we discussed the idea of getting uh, my little boy a pet that he could kind of as a daily routine come in and feed, you know because they feed they feed the fish every day me and my yes. kid, you know that's one of the things they do it's their job and, it's a, and you know do the they kind of water the plants he's kind of like he's trying to teach him you know getting the little job so talked about the idea of getting him uh, a little ready-eared terrapin I said right we're thinking of going to buy in you one of these. Now, what it'll be, it'll be with us for a couple of years, but you've got to remember, on, on one day, he will also leave, he'll be your pet, but he's going to leave us. And on that day when he leaves us, you know, we'll bury him, we'll say a little prayer, then we'll have some cake and sweets, and my little boy went, can we kill him now? <laughs> <laughs> went and got a spade and everything. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Man Up. Of Man Up. Visit us online at sorted-magazine.com.